Welcome to the First and Ten podcast. Uh, we are back and continuing our draft coverage. Um, we are doing the running backs this week, so you know, normally quite a good group, but maybe not so much this year. Um, join me. We've got Lee Wakefield. How are you, Lee? Evening. How are you? You alright? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a tough week looking at some of these players. I think. Yeah, we it's... we sent each other a little message, didn't we, earlier on the week, yeah. and uh, said yeah, it's been a bit of a slog. I think I said to you, didn't I, that it's been the toughest uh, group since linebackers, which obviously yeah. we said was a bit of a, a bit of a tough one as well. I think it's quite an interesting group. Um, no real blue chip star like in the mould of Saquon Barkley or Zeke or Todd Gurley in recent times. Uh, I think you know, we'll mention this like, as we go on, but I think there's a number one, and after that, it's really close. There's quite, a, yeah. it's like a bunch. And I think if you'd ask like a lot of people, like a bunch of people, like what their top five were, I think you get a whole host of different answers. Yeah, weirdly, ours has come out pretty similar, which I didn't really expect. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, mine's pretty similar to yours, but um, yeah, the, even the player who's going to be number one. I mean, I'm sure most people can work out who that is anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> the player's going to be all there. Even him, I think there's some question marks about him, isn't there? I don't think mm. even he's like a surefire player. Which, oh, for sure. Yeah. At least some of these, some of these other groups have been. Even if they're top heavy, there's been sort of like a standout maybe, but yeah, yeah not not so much here. He's sort of standout for the rest, but it's mm. one because the others aren't that great. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll get on to them. Yeah, soon. sure. Um, well, we might as well go straight in, I guess. Yeah, let's um, go for it. who who have you got at number five? So for number five for me, it's Rodney Anderson out of Oklahoma. Um, so to me, he's a bit of a mystery. Because obviously he didn't do much in terms of workouts or anything really in the pre-draft process. I think he, at the combine, he just lifted bench. I think that's all he did. Um, and obviously that's to kind of limit him in terms of as he returns from injury. Uh, he's just come back from a knee injury um, that, that wiped out his last year pretty much at Oklahoma. Um, and he's had a couple of bad injuries, which could kind of limit him as a pro moving forward. You know, It could be one of those really like short shelf life uh, sort of running backs, pretty similar to what we're seeing with JJ at the moment. Um, obviously, he's bounced around a little bit, and uh, now he doesn't have a team at the moment, unfortunately. But you know, it's, as he came out of Boise State, he had a, he'd had a couple of knee injuries, and obviously got drafted in the mid rounds. And I think it could be possibly the same for Anderson. To be honest, he's really talented, though. Um, probably the I would say even the most talented back in this class like on, on on talent. But he hasn't played enough, and the injuries I think will scare a lot of people. Yeah, uh, that's, well, that's exactly what I'd written down. I think, I think, there's, I think you could definitely argue that he is the most talented player in this group. But I think it's just such a big red flag with his health, isn't it? Mm. And, yeah, I think Ajay is such a good um, comparison because I think in that year, I think you could definitely. I can't, I can't remember who he's come out with, but I remember at the time thinking he. You could definitely argue that he's at least sort of top two or three. You know, you end up going what, like fourth round, something like that. Third yeah, round? was it what? What year was it? So it would have been. Long ago now. It would have been about four. It was about four years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but see, I remember at the time because that was when Boise was sort of like really good, weren't they? And like <laughs> it was a year when everyone sort of said they should be in the national championship consideration, even though you know they shouldn't have. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's another argument. But yeah, I really like Anderson's talent. But say, what's he had? Like he had like a big broken leg, didn't he? That ended the season. Did he mm. like fracture some vertebrae or something like those sort of lines? And then yeah, and ACL great. this year, it's. They're three big injuries and three different injuries, but mm. it, sometimes with these players, it can just be bad luck, can't it? And hopefully yeah. for him, it is that. But 
yeah, it's a big red flag, but it might end up meaning that somebody gets a really good player mm. a bit later mm. in this draft. Yeah, it was. I've just, I've just live googled as we've as we've been talking <laughs> that it was the year that Gurley and Melvin Gordon were the top two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, he was like talent-wise, he was right up there with those two coming out. Obviously, not not so much now because obviously they've kind of gone away and and obviously Gurley especially is like one of the best running backs in the in the in the league. Um, but yeah, he, he you know it's just injuries, isn't it? You know, and we we always say just with the shelf life of running backs anyway, even if they're coming out really healthy and you know <laughs> and kind yeah. of. No, you know, injury history or whatever. They get so banged up, they get, you know, in some situations with tackles that just puts them in harm's way more than any other position, I would say. So yeah. it's it's really difficult, you know. And if you if you starting from sort of behind the sticks, almost it's even worse. Yeah, it's not particularly nice by looking at it, but for me, if I was building a team, I would just be drafting a rookie running back, run him into the ground, and then see you <laughs> later. Really, I would never be, I would never be paying these running backs, and even though. Well, I think there's odd occasions where paying it makes sense, but very rarely would I pay like a Le'Veon Bell this time or mm. whoever it would be. Because, well, look at Gurley. They've given him that big contract and now I'm not, who knows what he's going to be next year. But it's obviously it's a big worry. And yeah, I think it's such a bruising position that I think you just need to sort of get what you can out of him and move on. But as you say, he's already starting behind that, isn't he? And yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, not, it's, yeah, it's an extremely like, pragmatic way to look at it, but I'd probably tend yeah. to agree. You know, unless you've got like a Todd Gurley, you know, he's just said he's obviously got this problem now, but, you know, if you've got like a generational talent or one of the top running backs, then yeah, pay him, fair enough. But if you've got like a middle of the range, then you might as well just run him into the ground and after four years say thanks, but no thanks, and yeah. on you go to the next one kind of thing. Yeah, because I think we were talking before, I said that I think I believe much more in like system in terms of running backs than I mm. do. Like, obviously, it helps having like a better running back is going to do better in a good system, but I think a good system can make up for an average running back where perhaps other positions can't so much. But yeah, it's 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 a weird position and it just seems to get less and less valued. I know the last couple of years we've had some players taken high, but yeah, I think on the whole, it is just a position that teams just don't want to pay out for now, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think teams are sort of migrating towards your way of thinking in the fact that. You know, you can get what you want out of these guys on a very cheap contract, especially if you're taking them in the mid rounds. They're on literally like peanuts for the NFL. Yeah. And then, you know, you get them in, you know, unless they become really good, then you can kind of take them or leave them and do it all over again. Yeah, and I think some of the ones we've seen taken, not necessarily like really high, but quite high in the last couple of years, haven't really panned out that way, have they? Like Rashad Penny and mm. um, Jones in um, Tampa Bay, isn't it? And, few of these just haven't really worked out that well and it's, it almost feels like a wasted pick doesn't it where you see the players like Philip Lindsay and players like that just come in and exactly. work, work behind a good system and yeah it's hard for these players isn't it but yeah exactly and you've got undrafted guys like like Philip Lindsay and uh, people like Matt Brader you know yeah. the Niners spent loads of money on Jared McKinnon last off season you know he got injured and Matt Brader ran for like 800 yards in, in yeah. a system because that's what it is it's system and scheme isn't it that gets these guys the opportunities and you know being the good athletes and top athletes that they are then they're going to make a make you know that space becomes even bigger if you've schemed them into that open space um, yeah. and you don't need to be you know one of the top running backs to take advantage of that and you know average four plus yards of carry yeah we see it time and time again don't we well mm. Gus Edwards at the end of last season wasn't it? he looked like an absolute star but yeah, yeah. he's come from absolutely nowhere he wasn't even well, mm. I, I was even on the roster in the first half of the season. I don't even know where he come from, really. He just seemed to appear, didn't he? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what makes it tough for these players and mm. why they're going to drop. But it's, 
Yeah, maybe someone will get an absolute bargain with him because yeah, maybe he is the best player in this uh, this group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and the, you know, and good luck to him. You know, the injuries might hold up, and you know, he might, uh, you know, like you say, have a good career. Yeah, well, hopefully for him. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think that comes in pretty well. So I think uh, talented, but injury risk basically mm. sums mm. him up mm. pretty well, doesn't it? But. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, well, who have you got number four? So, number four for me is Miles Sanders out of Penn State. Um, so, you know, uh, I've got I've been talking about experience now for, you know, the past few weeks that we've been talking uh, about these prospects. And, you know, Miles Sanders does have limited starting experience, but it's because of, you know, Saquon Barkley, who yeah. was at Penn State before last year. And in in a way, and I'm not comparing him talent-wise because he's... He's not. Uh, that's why he's not going to be taken number two overall. But when he's on song, I think Sanders kind of is a little bit Barkley-esque. I think he's quite powerful, can change direction really, really smoothly, like his ex-teammate. Um, and he's a really good wide receiver. Uh, well, receiver out the backfield is lined up as a wide receiver. Um, like a lot of these players, he doesn't have the greatest vision at times, and he does blow hot and cold. Like... I was saying he's kind of Barkley-esque when he's on song. When he's not, he looks like he he's just another guy. He just looks like he's undraftable. Uh, but you know, like we've been saying, this is this is kind of the the problem with a lot of these guys, and this is why it's the big group. But yeah, Miles Sanders is is one that I like more than more than a lot of them, obviously. Yeah, he again, not all these players have some question marks there, isn't there? But yeah, he does have that sort of at his best. He is a really good player. Hmm. It's just whether you can get that consistently. Do, do, is he somebody? Do you think he could be like Barkley and just be the guy, or is he like like I feel like most of these guys? He's going to be another sort of someone in the committee. Um, I think I think everyone in this who all mentioned today is a committee back. Yeah. I think there's maybe one that I'll come on to later who may be a three down back, but I think everyone. I don't think there is many three down backs in this class. In, in general no. so I don't think be fair, there's not that one. many in the league is there anymore Does not really you know it's all gone the way of the committee hasn't it and even yeah. even uh, last year you know we see that even the, the players that you do think are third down back uh, sorry three down backs do get relieved every now and then and you very rarely see one person take every single snap or you know the vast majority no, I don't think that really works that well for teams anyway because these backs just get worn out even quicker than they do anyway, don't they? Well, yeah, and then they're injury, you know, injury risk as well. Um, you know, I'm a Chargers fan. I've seen it with Melvin Gordon. He is a yeah. he's a true he's one that is a third a, a three down back. Sorry, who can do it all? He's good in pass protection, good with his hands, good running running, running back. Uh, you know, with the ball in his hands. But you know, the Chargers use a multitude of running backs to keep him fresh and to keep him out of you know, out of harm's way because he does get injured quite a lot as well. So yeah, it's it's sort of trending away from that quite quite severely now. Yeah, I think say obviously uh, Chargers are more more have that sort of one back. But I say as a Patriots fan, I know that mm. yeah, we who knows from week to week who's going to be the feature back. And yeah, it's uh, I think it's definitely that sort of thing. And yeah, he feels like that sort of player that can fit really well into a sort of a good group, doesn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we've it's kind of one of those things where you're kind of trying to give these guys a value as we move towards the draft and. You're trying to sort of say when they'll go and what you know, what round and what range, but it's really difficult because obviously different teams are looking for different things. And you could get a guy, you know, like Sanders, who's more, of, I would say, more of a sort of powerful back. He's not he's not particularly small. He's quick, but he's more like stocky and built, yeah. you know. And whoever's 
sort of on the board and you're thinking, oh, they need a running back, but they might already have that type of back because they'll value someone whom we might value lower and not as think is as high in our rankings. But to them, that's what they need. And it's kind of like picky poison with a lot of these guys, I think. Yeah, it's like, well, there seems out there they'll be looking for like a LeGarrette Blunt one mm, there. Mm, not, yeah, exactly. It's not exactly some crazy running back, but he does what he does very well, doesn't he? And exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do like that. Uh, where do you think... Where do you think he can go? Because I think, like all of these, it's hard to sort of really judge. Because, well, I think it said teams might like him more. But yeah, what what sort of round do you think he should go? Then maybe is a better question. Um, I think with a lot of these guys, I think we've said it before we came on. I think there's one guy who might go in the first round, and after that, I think everyone's sort of like two to five round range yeah. and like I said just I'll just go back to what I've what I've just said it, it really depends on what the teams are looking for a team could reach for a certain guy because they they want that sort of back so it's really difficult I think to put a round on people this time because they are in such a a, a close like glut and, yeah. and not really separated as we've been going through you know the other positions we can sort of clearly put them in tiers yeah. Maybe not like a defined one, two, three, four, five, and beyond, but we can definitely put them in tiers. I would say, but this is like I think it's like the number one guy, and then a whole host of other people, yeah. and then you know another group of sort of later round guys as well, who you know might be sort of two to undrafted free agent kind of range after that. Sorry, four yeah. to undrafted free agent. Sorry if I said two, then okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you could almost argue that second tier could easily be sort of 10 15 people couldn't it yeah they're all sort of pretty similar and hard to sort of separate one from the other yeah yeah for sure no i'd 100 agree with that okay um so are there any teams you sort of see out there that would be a good fit for uh so i mean yeah like you say it's going to be part of a committee um it's difficult to it's difficult to sort of pinpoint yeah for for a lot of these guys i mean for one or two when you know i usually have sort of said a fit for a lot of the other people I've kind of left that blank in my notes for a lot of this. I think there's yeah. only certain players who really jump out to me at sort of, and sort of say like, yeah, that's definitely like someone that that team would be looking for because, you know, like we've just said, running backs have sort of churned through throughout the league and, you know, they could draft one of these guys where it's not immediately obvious because they want to get rid of the other one who's pretty similar. You know, they could want to put him in a camp battle the drafty could win out in that battle and then the sort of experienced veteran could be out looking for a job. So it's difficult. I mean, it, you know, if they think they're going to get an upgrade or if someone's coming to the end of the contract, maybe, yeah. and they're not going to, they're going to be cut with a little bit of, you know, a little or no dead money, then they could go anywhere, really. Yeah, I think because of sort of the way position is, I think teams are always just looking for that bit of depth, aren't they? So mm. these guys are pretty cheap, aren't they? A pretty cheap way of doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. every every team is probably going to be open to adding some of these players once they get sort of past that sort of second third round, aren't they? Yeah, because obviously when when you get into the you know beyond the third round, I would say from four to seven, those picks, you know, you're not expecting them to be immediate difference makers. Sometimes you know, in later on, you maybe not even thinking that they might make the roster. You're taking a complete flyer on someone's upside or someone's physical traits or something that they specifically do well that you know might come off in your team in your fit in your scheme but it to someone else it would be a complete waste so it's yeah it's complete minefields kind of you have to kind of be in the war room with the gms and with the scouts and people like that and know what the teams are thinking to kind of say yeah they're definitely going to do this or draft this person i would say yeah i think that's fair to say um well 
Well, so I move on to number three. Um, hey, good player. Um, who have you got there? Yeah, so I've got Daryl Henderson uh, from Memphis. Um, so he's he's kind of different from kind of the other two that I've mentioned so far. He's small, nippy, really good in space. Um, you know, quick. Hence, why you see a lot of his receiving highlights are on quick passes, screens, swing passes out in space, get it up, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, and uh, you know, see what he can create on his own. And I think he does have that ability to kind of make a little bit out of nothing. Um, I think he's got excellent balance, and he cuts really suddenly. Um, he's just kind of that small nippy back that you, it's kind of a bit of a stereotype. Um, you know, you can create nothing, create something out of nothing. Jitterbug is kind of the the term that a lot of you'll hear a lot of announcers use. Um, he's not the best in terms of vision, um, but I think again that's a feature that a lot of these backs struggle with. And his other sort of main thing that lets him down a little bit is he's not really got much pass protection experience, and that's something that obviously if you're going to be a starter in the NFL, that's something that you're going to have to do well. Yeah. Um, especially as a smaller third down back, perhaps because obviously if you, you know, third down backs are going to have to be good in pass pro because otherwise it's going to give away the ball, give a big clue about what the play is going to be. Um, so yeah, no, I like him, but he's he's got a thing, a few things to brush up on, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I liked him because I think he was a bit different to some of these other backs, and mm. I think that ability to, to create a bit something out of nothing. I felt like a lot of these players, I've, I've sort of written down almost got what they were given and not tons more a lot of the times where I feel like he was one of the few that sort of did stand out as someone that could make make something where some of these other didn't feel so much that but yeah the pass protection was the big mm. knock on him for me because we see it time and time again don't we these players just don't get on the field if they can't pass exactly protect. yeah exactly because obviously your quarterback's your most valuable player and if he's yeah. if he's going to get beaten up because your back can't protect or if he gets lost you know, on stunts and twists and things like that if you can't read where the blitz is coming from then yeah he's not valuable to you but yeah just going back to his, his actual value I think like you say it is being a bit different he is going to be this third down back for me and you know at least to begin with um and yeah, he'll he'll kind of carve out his niche with that, I think, really, to begin with. Yeah. yeah, and I think that'll help him get on the field early, won't it? But mm. yeah, say we not we seen with um oh what's the what's the running back in uh, Green Bay? <laughs> um Aaron Jones? Yeah, Aaron Jones, yeah, he he couldn't really get on the field because of his pass protection, could he? Some yeah. less talented backs out there or, or on the team were getting more snaps than him just because he just wasn't that good in pass protection. Yeah, because and... Joe Williams is such a better pass protector. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah, obviously for a team like Green Bay, that's very important. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Every team in the league now, isn't it? That's so important. And yeah, I think if he can work on that, then I think he can sort of really do well in the NFL. But yeah, that's something that really needs some work, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, so is he someone, Say, do you think that is what he just will end up being, just sort of that third down back? Or do you think he can sort of develop into a bit more than that? Yeah, I think he could, but I think it's a bit of a long shot. It's a bit of a projection. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's plenty of people that make a good living being a third down back yeah. these days. Um, one place that I actually quite like for him is backing up Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. He's one that I've actually got a bit of a fit for. Yeah, Because uh, I think that's yeah. a bit of a, you know, Joe Mixon's quite powerful, whereas Henderson would bring sort of that, that sort of opposite pace, that change of pace um, to Cincinnati's backfield, I think. Yeah, and... So Giovanni's still there, isn't he? But he must be coming to the end of his time there. I'd imagine his contract. Uh, I think he is, and obviously soon. he's getting. Yeah. He's must be twenty nine, if I was going to guess. So yeah, obviously, like that, by then you you're getting towards the end of your life as a running back, aren't you? 
Yeah, and I think he'd be sort of quite a good replacement for that, wouldn't he? What he does for that team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah, exactly what I was thinking when I kind of married those two together a little bit. Yeah, so you just sort of ready room replacement and someone that definitely has some upside there mm. for sure. Yeah, and obviously Which, much younger as well. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's just what you're looking for with this group, isn't it? Just that upside because yeah. if they've got if they've got sort of the possibility of being sort of that much better, then it's sort of that sort of what's separating them from the others, isn't it? And he definitely has that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, hundred percent. And say so that type of that's more and more important, isn't it? Like your James White, your uh, mm. so sort of Danny Woodhead was like the first one I could really yeah, yeah, yeah. being that player. But yeah, it's uh, it's really a really important sort of role now, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, who have you got at number two? So number two for me is David Montgomery from Iowa State. I think he, for me, he's the one that I was thinking of earlier when I was saying there's only a few true three down backs in this class. Because yeah. I think he's really good in pass protection, nice hands out the backfield when he's taking a pass. And I think he's a good running back as well. Uh, I think he's an aggressive runner, really, really fights for extra yards. Um, I heard, you know, one person describe him as he's always falling forwards. You know, it's that sort of cliche. You know, uh, it doesn't go backwards, doesn't get knocked backwards. A good balance through contact, which is, is obviously a big tribute to that. Um, he's not blisteringly quick by any means. Um, his combine number showed it him showed that. I think he ran like four six four or something like that off the top of my head. Um, but I feel when he, I watch him, I feel like he's quick enough. Yeah. You know, when you just pass the eye test a little bit rather than the pure numbers, because obviously you've got to remember that you know people get a lot of you know the people get pretty hung up on you know what people run in the combine, but that's in your underwear. If you look fast on tape, then that's that's good enough for me, to be honest. Um, again, like if we're moving on to cons, he, he lacks vision at times, doesn't read the play very well, because I feel like he kind of misses gaps and runs towards defenders a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of seeks contact, but I really like him. I think he's a really good running back. He's one that I would definitely, you know, not maybe not for me as a Chargers fan, but if I had a team who needed a running back and kind of there in the third round, I'd, I'd pull the trigger. Um, I think, you know, if Tampa Bay want to move on from Ronald Jones after one year, then I think David Montgomery would be a good replacement. Yeah, it they they definitely feel like a team that could do that, don't they? Because well, they didn't really add anyone, did they, in a free agency or anything? And, no, so. and Ma- Ronald Jones isn't getting it by the sound of things. Um, no. Everything I read about him, it's really, really bad. I had quite high hopes for him coming out last year, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just just negative. Just I've not heard anything positive, put it that way. Yeah, he, Any, like he, he for a long time. Sort of make the um, it was sort of just a healthy scratch half the time, wasn't he last season? Yeah, which is never a good sign for somebody that's sort of taken that high in a not mm. particularly talented backfield, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't those tons of players there sort of. Keeping no, him out. <laughs> like the number one backs Peyton Barber. So yeah, it's uh, not not it's great. All, no, yeah, I definitely agree that there'd be a a good landing spot for him. Mm. Yeah, so he's. He's another one. He has got some sort of really good stuff, hasn't he? And I, I think I agree with you on the speed thing because I think a lot of these running backs didn't sort of shine particularly at the combine, did they? But no, not at all. It's not a particularly think, athletic group, I don't think. No, but I think when you watch them, I think some sometimes players do play a bit faster, and I think yeah, I think the forty time can be very overblown with some of these running backs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but obviously, I'll, sorry, go on. Good, no, go on. Sorry, I was just saying, obviously it's an important event for them because obviously their job is to run. It's in it's in yeah. the title. <laughs> But it's you know it's in your underwear. Like I said, it's not in it's not in pads. It's not in helmet. It's not because obviously you know obviously it's difficult to run in pads because they're slightly restrictive. But as a running back, obviously having a helmet on it restricts your vision. You know you don't have that peripheral vision. 
Um, so it's obviously that's even more important. And if if you know you can run and, and pick out gaps with a helmet on, and I know this is getting away from what I was saying, it's 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 much more sort of apt um, thing to look at when you're actually watching a player than watching someone run straight line 40, 40 yards. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I definitely think he is somebody that can really do well. And yeah, to say I had it down that yeah, he could definitely be that three down guy that not many of these probably will be. Even him, I don't imagine he probably end up will be him, but uh, will be, sorry. Mm. But uh, yeah, he definitely feels like one of the few that does have that in him that he could possibly make it as that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got the potential at least, you know, and that's yeah. and that's what we're just saying, isn't it? You know, it's all about projection. It's all about trying to get that value. And, you know, like I said, it, you know, if you're sitting there in the third round needing a running back, that's pretty good value. Yeah, and so we've seen some probably less talented backs than him go around that sort of time and do quite well in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd 100% agree with that. And he doesn't, yeah. and he doesn't have any sort of like off-the-field issues. And I'm not saying like anyone that we've talked about does in no. terms of like their character, but, you know, we've seen talented backs drop to that stage you know who are less talented than him and do pretty well you know just to add on to that what you were saying yeah yeah I think he's somebody that a lot of the teams will like and yeah player that can sort of do a bit of everything can't he and yeah I think that's sort of nice to have especially at, this, at that sort of stage where he is going to be drafted yeah mm. I think he could be some good value there um well we might as well move on to the number one so I think it's a a pretty clear cut number one with most people. I think he's sort of the top of most people's sort of list, isn't he? But who have you got there? Yeah, so obviously it's Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Um, yeah, he's he's the number one. He's kind of he he was almost like throughout the season it wasn't really spoken. He wasn't really he wasn't really spoken about. Sorry, not it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's only in like sort of afterwards when people have started to look back. They're going actually, yeah, he's actually quite good. And obviously, I've done the same. He's the clear number one back in the class, even though he didn't start Alabama, that's probably the reason, you know, for yeah. people not really taking much notice of him during the season, even though obviously Alabama, you know, national championship game regular for many year year and, you know, everyone watches them all the time, even you know, if you're not into college football that much. Anyway, just on to Josh Jacobs then. So he didn't test particularly well either. And obviously no. obviously not <laughs> it's another reason why uh, maybe people sort of cooled off on him a little bit recently. But yeah, I think he's still the number one. Um, good running ability, good hands, which obviously in today's NFL is another thing that's imperative that we could have mentioned about all the other backs, that if you don't catch out of the backfield particularly well, then you're going to find yourself on the sideline more often than not. Um, I don't think um, he's going to be a number one running back, as we've said. Um, I think you've, you know, you're going to see him sort of part of a committee again. Um, but I think one of the good things about him, the kicker for him, is he's a really, really good pass protector, which might get him on the field uh, quite a lot and yeah. quite quite early. Yeah, well, it's exactly what we said, isn't it? Then players, it just helps them get there quicker, and sort of if they can do that, it helps them get other opportunities. And say so obviously that experience is going to help, sort of, or being on the field, sorry, is going to help him get that experience mm. he needs. And mm. yeah, I, yeah, I do, I do like him, and yeah, I think. I imagine if there was a lot of a, a lot of winners and losers uh, articles and stuff from the combine, I imagine he would be on the loser column quite a lot because I think he was one that really spoke about as a sort of bad combine. But yeah, it didn't bother me as much as it did see uh, as it seemed to bother other people because yeah, I think he had some good tape there, and I'd much rather that than show up at the combine out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know. <laughs> 
in a certain sense, if you were running back this year and you had a bad combine, it was kind of glossed over a little bit because Elijah Holyfield had such a bad combine. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if we'd done this exercise like before the combine, Elijah Holyfield probably would have been in my top five. But you can't have a running back that slow. And I know I've just I just spoke for ages just saying that it doesn't matter about running forties in your underwear. But if you run it over five seconds in in your underwear as a running back, you're not gonna go many places, you know. Well, especially when you've been preparing to do that run for probably two, three months, isn't it? It's exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like training for an event and then still bombing it, you know, it's not yeah. it's not great. Um so uh, I've just completely lost my train of thought. Sorry. That's okay. Why did I mention Elijah Holyfield? Because of his. Uh, oh, because of his combine. Combine. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's alright. Um, yes. Same last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, if 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 you don't have a, if you had a bad combine, it was kind of it kind of glossed over by that, and I think people kind of gave you a bit more of a pass because you know you had someone else talk about it. it's like you know. It's kind of if you weren't the the real worst because it was so terrible. It's kind of you know you, you didn't get looked at as much. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think it's quite different to some of these Alabama uh, running backs that's come out over the last few years. Like I think sort of almost some of them have been a bit run into the ground, haven't they? By the time they hit the NFL, where I think he's sort of quite fresh compared to some of them. Yeah, and obviously that can be a positive. Obviously we talk about yeah. keeping running backs fresh, and we spoke about it uh, earlier on. And yeah, the fact that he's Played part time and being a part time starter could be could be a um, an advantage uh, for both him and Damien Harris. To be fair, who we've not yeah. mentioned, who I think he's quite a good running back. He might have been sixth or seventh on my list if we'd extended this out. Um, yep. And yeah, them both coming in together, you know, they're both pretty good. And uh, yeah, the, the fact that they shared time will will benefit them both. I think. Yeah, I think I think it's one of the few positions where sort of almost a lack, maybe not a lack of experience, but a lack a lack of sort of like. Sort of tread on the tires, maybe is uh, sure. It's, it's sort of a good thing, isn't it? It's not well, not necessarily a good thing, but not necessarily as big a negative as some of these other positions where, yeah, sort of that lack of experience can really hurt them early. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, this is where you know, yeah, it's it's obviously better to be on the field for sure, getting your experience. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you go through, and I don't know if this is the same for you or the same for you know the consensus, a lot of my players that I really like are from big schools where you're going to get yeah. good coaching, good experience in the classroom and things like that. You're going to get the benefits off the field as well. You know, yeah. it's not like you, you're going to draft like a small school guy who's barely got on the field. It just doesn't happen. No. But obviously with a bigger school guy, you, you're going to be not too bothered because you know he's going to come from a good program. He's going to have had good teaching on off the field. And when he does get on there, he's playing against good competition as well. Yeah. And Alabama not, might not produce quite as many um, offensive players as they do defensive, I don't think. But I think one of the one position they do just churn out player after player is running back, isn't it? So many hit the NFL, and maybe More. not all of them do as well as others. But uh, sort of year after year, there's an Alabama sort of running back near the top of the sort of list of running backs, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Like more more so than any other offensive position, um, including the offensive line, you know. Um, but. Then you know you look at them, and I'm trying to run through mentally now who who we're talk, talking about, but not sort of had the most success really no. either, which kind of is a bit no. of a knock on them. You know, I'm yes. thinking of Derek Henry, I'm thinking of Mark Ingram, 
Uh, Trent Richardson was he? Yeah, he was from yeah, Alabama, was, wasn't he? he? Was yeah, Alabama, yeah, yeah. So obviously not not the greatest uh, resume for their school. T.J. Yeldon as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he was in the he was in the draft with um, Ajay actually, wasn't he? We were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Not not the not the not the best track record, but obviously you know they they still make it to the league, and that's that's a big enough thing to have a chance anyway. Yeah, and yeah, I do I do like Jacobs a lot, and. Yeah, I think he's somebody that, well, if one of these is going to sneak into the first round, then it is almost definitely oh, going yeah, to be him, sure, isn't it? for sure, for um, sure. You know, we're looking at Philadelphia and the Raiders, I think, are the two that always get mentioned. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think Eagles probably less so now. They've just signed um, Howard, haven't they? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was just last night, just, wasn't it, actually? Yeah, yeah I, that, <laughs> I think mean, that sort of changes things a little, doesn't it? In the, yeah, I can, I, you've just reminded me of that, actually. I woke up, yeah. this is really bizarre and probably not very interesting but yeah i woke up in the middle of the night and to the notification on my phone and swiped it away and then forgot until just now yeah. so yeah it's not the most exciting uh trade is he really because i think it had been coming for quite a while really yeah because they signed michael davis didn't they from seattle yeah. so it was always on the cards wasn't it depending on you know legals with you know since we got rid of a jay and this podcast is now going all full circle uh, yeah. Since they got rid of a Jai and uh, they've been looking for someone and now they've they've got that person and so i think it's pretty decent signing to be honest yeah, I, I think because well, he's not going to be paid a lot of money. If he only gets about a couple of million next mm. year, and yeah, I, I liked him, but yeah, he just obviously didn't fit what the uh, Bears wanted. But yeah, I think it's one of them spots that there was a few open for someone like Jacobs, and yeah, that's definitely one that's closed up. I think because yeah. I don't think they'd be looking at him now. Yeah, but I'd, you know, we're saying the Raiders possibly now is the is the one, but you know, it's not it's not the way I go. I think you can save it till second with Jacobs. To be honest with you, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it'd be a, a like a huge shock if he goes on the first night, but yeah, I'll, I would be a little surprised. <laughs> I think he should—he's definitely a, a day two guy. I would say so. That's where I'd be drafting him anyway. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe like the Colts seem to be looking at some other running backs. Maybe they'll look at him if he does fall that bit further. So a team like that, they could—they they always uh, after a running back. They don't seem to trust Mac. I don't think. Like even though they say they do, it seems like they do a lot of stuff. That shows that they don't. Well, they've got. I think all, I, I'm a fan of all three of their running backs. To be honest, I like Wilkins, I like Mack, and I like Naheem Hines more than the other two. To be fair, even though he's not the feature, I think yeah. he's a good player. Um, but yeah, no, they, you know, they, if they want to add another one to that to get rid of one, like we were yeah, saying so earlier, they, they um, um, yeah. had a drive visiting, didn't they? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh, they're a team that may be in for. But let's say any, I think any team once it gets to that sort of second round stage, I think any team's probably open for a player like Jacobs. I think all the teams will like him, but hmm. yeah, he's obviously just got his issues, but we'll see how he works out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, well, we might as well move on to the sleeper. This is a, this is, weirdly, this is a player that I like more than some of the players that got ranked <laughs> above him, but <laughs> we'll, uh, who, who have you got as your So I've got Designer Zigbo from Nebraska. So he, he's a really good blend of speed and power, I think. Um, he and I think the way that Nebraska play kind of led me to the fit almost immediately. He was one that was quite easy to get the fit. Nebraska yeah. plays his own scheme that uh, reminds me of the Texans, and you know that brings me on to Lamar Miller, and that brings me on to how replaceable Lamar Miller is. Yeah. So I think the Texans are one to watch for Divine Zigbo in the in the day three. We're talking. We're not talking early at all. Um, he hasn't got many good games on in his college career, but when it did seem to click in his senior year, it really clicked. Uh, it went for a thousand yards, at seven yards a pop, and twelve touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, pretty decent production, even if it was only one year. Um, wasn't fantastic for the other three, but you know, it's progression, and it's what you want to see from your prospects. And 
you know, if he does carry on, maybe it's clicked now and he'll carry on to grow. Um, and that's, you know, if you're taking a, a swing at someone in the fourth, fifth or sixth round, then, you know, it doesn't really matter if it doesn't work, does it? No, and, like, to me, he... Like, obviously you don't like seeing someone just have a one-year of production, but at least he did it the right way around. Like, some of these running backs yeah. did it a bit earlier and fell away. I'd much rather see it this way. And Yeah, I think for where you're going to get him, I think he has a lot of upside and mm. can... I think he's sort of a decent receiver. I think he, when I was watching him, he made some weird mistakes, I think. But I think when he was good, he was really good. But when he was bad, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty rubbish. It was a weird one. But yeah, I think he's sort of got good power and say really broke out in that final year and sort of stood out in the in uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah. And you think, like I said, if it's something that sort of mentally then clicks and he thinks, you know, it's coming, the game's coming to him a bit easier. You know, it gives me faith that he'll have that you know eureka moment in the NFL as well. Obviously, it's going to be another step up for him. Um, yeah. But you know, um, it, it's it's someone I see potential in at least. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely somebody that's yeah going to be going quite late. That yeah, in some ways, I'd rather take him. Say, I don't know, fifth round, sixth round, something like that. Than maybe some of these others. If you sort of end up reaching up into like the back end of the second or so. I'd much rather sort of take a chance on him a bit later than some of them players that we've already spoken about, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Definitely, 100%. Okay, well, um, are there any other players out there you think sort of deserve a mention? Uh, I, I'm a bit of a, obviously we mentioned this previously, I'm a bit of a Washington sweetheart. Uh, I do like Miles Gaskin. Um, he's, he's super small, um, but he's also... You know, he's also very, very quick. Um, he makes really good cuts. As he's one that does have actually really good vision. Um, rather, you know, as opposed to the rest that are lacking in that area a little bit. Um, he's you know good balance, uh, very elusive, obviously because he's so small. Uh, doesn't obviously have the power, um, but you know he's very competitive, and I, I do like the way he plays the game. But I just think he's too small to go. You know, much higher. He. Probably would be you know, if we're going to extend this to a top ten. Maybe he'd be nine or ten in my list. But you know, if we're just talking about people carving out roles as a you know you know as a part of a, a committee and, and just sort of his skill set, he's got a chance. You know, I quite like him. Um, you know, like I say, probably it's slightly biased as it's one team that I do like to look out for in the college game. Uh, but no, yeah, one that I definitely mention. Yeah, and. Also, we mentioned him already, and he had an absolute disaster a combine. But what do you think of Elijah Holyfield now? Like, where, where do you think he ends up going? Because you say, I think he was sort of projected reasonably high, wasn't he? Yeah, there? yeah. Obviously not right up there, but sort of definitely the first sort of two, three rounds. And yeah, now I don't even know where he could it's, go. It's really borderline because obviously there's some people that in front offices. I'm saying now that will love like his pedigree. Like, you know, yeah. he's the son of an ex-world champion boxer. You know, he's going to have insane work ethic that's sort of ingrained into him. You know, he's, he's obviously got the good genes. And, you know, George, he, he showed that he could play. You know, so I think someone will take him. I don't think he'll go undrafted. But, you know, on the flip side of what I've just said, there will be teams that saw his 40 time and just taken him off the board. They're just not yeah. going to draft him. So, you know, he's... The amount of teams, the spectrum of teams that could take him or will take him has definitely shrunk. But I think there's there's someone that will give him a chance because you know much yeah. worse players get given shots at the at the NFL and and some take them and some don't. And but yeah, no, I, th- I think he'll get drafted. He'll get drafted in the sixth, 
sixth, I think is is uh, if you had to put, you know put me on the spot and say which round would you reckon? I reckon yeah. that'll be. It. I don't think he'll last until the seventh, and yeah, I think he'll go in the sixth round. Yeah, because it's weird because he has so much going for him, doesn't he? Between that, obviously the name helps just almost a lot. The star power, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and for then, sure. Obviously, being a Georgia running back, they just running back after running back like we're saying with um, Alabama. Mm. Except Georgia's have actually sort of worked out a bit better, <laughs> really. Haven't they? Yeah. They've, they're running back to done a little bit better in the NFL than some of these other teams. It's uh, yeah, it's a tough one because I think we say it every single week. Only need one team to to sort of like him and take him that bit earlier than you might might think, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a really strange one, and probably one of them. I think it's going to be one of the stories of the sort of last, sort of like that last day of the draft. I think he'll be one of them players that that lots of people are looking out for and seeing what he's going to be drafting. Yeah, because you know you get to day three, and you know if you are you know tuning in and watching the draft, you you kind of there's a lot of the names that you haven't even looked at, and you know even for the 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 guys that. You know, not I'm maybe not talking about the, the people who write professionally and watch and analyse the draft professionally, but you know the people who really it's a real hobby for them. You know who yeah. who do hundreds of who are hundreds of prospects each year. Even those guys don't know a great deal about some of the guys that have been drafted in round three. So yeah, he's definitely one that people will be looking out for later on. You know who will be a big name amongst a lot of small fishes. I would say. Yeah, and yeah, I think he's definitely been a very interesting case and. I think, in some ways, I don't even mind that he's had a bad draft because if I'm a team, it means I can probably get him a bit later than I might have wanted to get him. If I if, if I was a team that did really like him, is I don't think the combine would put me off. Well, it would put me off, but I don't <laughs> think if I liked him that much that I don't think the combine would try to wipe it out. But it might just mean you can get him a bit later than you perhaps sort of hoped you would at maybe like a month or so ago. Yeah, you'd, you'd definitely be able to get him for a you know, much cheaper price now. Um, probably a couple yeah. of rounds, <laughs> if not more, drop. Yeah. In, in his price yeah and weirdly it sort of almost makes him a more attractive prospect to me because I think where he probably would have gone he would have been a bit of a question mark for me but yeah now I think I almost like him more just because of what his value or cost yeah no I can I can certainly see your logic in that to be fair yeah for sure yeah 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 because yeah, he still put up good good tape and sort of there's a lot there to like, but yeah, that was an absolute disaster. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the the worst the worst that we've seen in you know a long time, and the worst of this draft class. You know, if we were talking about winners yeah. and losers, he'd be a top of the losers pile. It's weird that like I haven't really heard anything like his age. I can't believe like the agent has a leak that he had a hamstring injury or something, like, <laughs> or some sort of injury or something there just to make an excuse for it. But I think it was it would have uh, been blatantly obvious, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we can get away with yeah. that sometimes, maybe, but you know, I think that's would have been too obvious. I don't want it just run the forty and fall over at the end. <laughs> just, it was so bad. Just oh, just oh no. Take like, take a glance oh, at the clock, seeing that it wasn't going to be good, yeah. and just oh yeah, gone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, take a fall, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah definitely an interesting case. Well, yeah, it was a I think it was quite a good part of the podcast in the end because I wasn't totally convinced yeah. <laughs> when, I was, when I was doing them this week because yeah I wasn't convinced by uh, this group. No, no, I think we're right. Yeah, I think we've got some got some good discussion out of some good prospects there to be honest. But I think you know yeah. when they're a bit closer, it kind of leads to more debate, doesn't it? And yeah. yeah. So let me put you on the spot. You know, you said that yours was pretty similar to mine. What what would your five be just quickly? Mine would have been I had Harris creeping okay. at five. I had uh, Anderson, uh-huh. I had Sanders, I had Montgomery, and Jacobs. Okay, so it's just so one different. Okay. Henderson was the one that uh, missed out, but again, it was. I, I wouldn't have. Pro- I probably wouldn't have argued too much for someone moving 
my like ten up to number two or something. Really, if <laughs> that's someone, it. If someone that's sort of, it. yeah, I could, I could very, I could easily have been convinced to do that. Yeah, that's so. it. That's, that's what I was saying at the top. You know, if you ask a bunch of different people, you'd get so many different combinations. I think you know, I think we've got one, and then from one, to, sorry, from two to five or two to ten, however you want to cut it. I think you get, a, like I say, a lot of combinations. Yeah, I don't think there's any sort of players that really stand out from the group, but yeah, there's just a few there mm. with a little bit more upside than others, and I think that's going to be the difference between where they get taken, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, okay, well, we've only got a couple of these to do now, haven't we? I think, uh, yeah. was it defense, edge rushers next week? That's it. The big one, the that's quarterbacks, it. the week yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, really running out, and then I think, yeah, we've got some other stuff planned, but we'll get to that when yeah, we get yeah. there. Um, well, where can people find you on uh, Twitter and all the usual So, stuff? yeah, on on Twitter, um, I am Wakefield90. Uh, so, yeah, if you feel like, you know, giving me a follow and just discussing the draft, I'm more than up for that. Always up for, you know, talking about the NFL and draft prospects and anything football-related, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, on the, you know, my regular place you can hear me is at the Full 10 Yards podcast um, on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, really, everywhere you can get your podcast, same as you guys. Uh, you know, just generally... Just talking about the NFL um, at the moment. What we've been doing, we've been running through. We've been running through free agency. We've did a big show, uh, quite a long show this week uh, with a couple of guests. I'm from another couple of podcasts, uh, just discussing free agency and just got sort of giving that the rundown. And then you know, from Monday it's draft month, so you know we'll be discussing the draft throughout April. Um, so we've been three or four dedicated shows. Uh, probably doing a, in a mock draft and then obviously be reviewing the draft afterwards as well. So yeah, um, you know if you want more draft chat, then come over to, and listen to us at the full ten yards. Yeah, I think it's very much into draft season now, isn't it? I think the free agency buzz has sort of died yeah, down well now. and truly, I think. And I mean, I don't know for you, maybe the same, but for me, I'm always looking out for the draft and thinking about that. As soon as this one finishes, I'll be. I'll be looking at the next ones, yeah. and I'm, I think some people who, who I listen to and things like that are already looking ahead. So you know, it just never stops, is it? Yeah. No, and say there's a. Uh, yeah, I think there's some stars coming out of these next couple of years, isn't there? Oh yeah, uh, really you know, to, so I think we don't want to sort of. Yeah, we don't want to kind of uh, down talk the draft that we're talking about and what we've got coming up no. in the next you know couple of weeks, but. Yeah, the next the next couple, you know, especially next year is going to be a really good one. I think, I think whenever you've got some sort of real good quarterbacks at the top of the draft, I think it always makes it a bit bit more interesting, doesn't it? I think it's, it, no matter, it, the other positions are always good, but I think it's the quarterbacks, isn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, are sort of really the, the fun ones, and there's some good ones, and yeah, there's definitely some good ones. Coming some good, up, good quarterbacks in the next couple of years, some really good wide receivers yeah. in the next couple of years, uh, and yeah, a lot of good defensive players as well. So yeah, no, it's especially next year. I'm really looking forward to next year already. Like I said, I'm not trying to sort of uh, run before <laughs> yeah. you know we can get past this year already. But it's yeah, we're looking forward to a good college season next year. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we'll be back next week, sort of same sort of time. Yeah. As usual, but uh, yeah, until then, um, see you later. <laughs> Dum 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 d